This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. All right, NPR fans, it's time for a little car talk. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and from WBEZ Chicago, this is Reset. No, we're not bringing back the iconic Tapper Brothers, but we are talking cars, specifically how to keep your car going during tough winters like what we have here in Chicago. We checked in with Joe Bedencourt Jr. of Joe's Expert Auto in Lincoln Park. So, Joe, let's start first with the part of the car that touches the snow on the ground, the tires. What's the difference between all-season tires and snow tires? So, I mean, the, the, the main difference is that snow tires are just significantly more aggressive. Um, the, the pad is more aggressive, uh, and yes, they, they handle uh, you know, the tread of snow a lot better. Um, now, the biggest difference is if you're going to be switching those tires out, uh, once a year, or if you're going to just stick with an all-season tire, which technically can do a pretty good job uh, all year round. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I get is outside of winter, those tires are very noisy on the road, uh, aggressively so. The all-season? Uh, no, the, the, the snow tires. tires. Yeah, yeah snow that's tires true. are very noisy. A lot of people will go with an all-season, uh, yeah. you know, uh, to avoid that. Um, yes, the don't think don't get me wrong, the winter tires are... Uh, better for like heavier snow um but that's the one downside yeah no that's true and and the thing is i'm from toronto joe and i i recall i mean all my years of 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 driving especially while i lived there getting snow tires getting winter tires was just a thing it was just a ritual everyone did it um it was there was no question about it it wasn't until i moved to the the states and mind you i lived in like you know dc where the winters aren't as harsh uh, but no one did that, right? It was just all about all-season tires yeah. all year long. <laughs> um, how about chains on tires? Are they necessary? I mean, to, to be fair, it, it's illegal in a lot of uh, cities. Um, I mean, cer- certain areas, I mean, I, I believe if you go out towards, like, you know, Denver uh, or further up into the mountains, I believe uh, they certain cities do uh, request them during winter. But, like, in, like, Chicago and, like, pretty much most of Illinois, I, I don't believe they're even legal to have on the road just because of the damage that they do to the roads themselves. Yeah. Let's talk about all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive. Again, help us out here. What's the difference? So, I mean, uh, a lot of times on vehicles, 4x4 four four can be activated and deactivated, which means that all four tires will be pulling at all times. Uh, all-wheel drive is more so a system that assists uh, by checking the speed of each tire and countering uh, to make sure the vehicle does not, you know, spin and for best traction. And that's usually a system that does not turn off. It's pretty much always activated. So if you're you're in the car, you're driving, how do you know that it's working? Because you can't see the tires 
spinning. I mean, honestly, technically, it's usually as simple as the uh, as, as the uh, as, as long as there's no lights being on. <laughs> well, that's if true. Too, yeah. If your all-wheel drive system fails, uh, you would get a. Uh, in most cases, you would get a light that says that there is some kind of issue uh, with the all-wheel drive uh, system. Um, same as your traction, your skid control, all those any kind of issues would normally trigger a light to come on. What does the cold temperature do to uh, air pressure in the tire? Um, I mean, anytime you have a significant drop in uh, uh, in air or uh, um, the temperature around us, uh, lots of times what will happen is it just allows a certain amount of tire uh, air pressure to escape. Um, Usually what we see is the most common is around this time of year when the, the first initial drop in temperature will usually put most people about anywhere between like five to six pounds lower. So if you were if your tires were at the correct uh, specs, usually they might not even trigger a low-pressure light. If you were borderline, obviously usually the next morning you come out to a tire pressure light on your vehicle. Yeah. How about our windshields? Let's talk about that. And I would love for you to clear something up. I've been seeing this debate all over the Internet. I've been seeing some videos, too, some TikToks. Do we pour hot or boiling water onto the windshield to defrost it? Is it going <laughs> to break it? Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you know, I, we wouldn't. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, with, with TikTok and YouTube, all these things, a lot of people um, disguise uh goofy, silly videos as, as, as supposed help, which can actually get a lot of people into a lot of trouble. Um, but boiling water on a windshield could uh, could actually shatter it. Yeah. Um, so definitely don't. Uh, a lot of times um, there are some new things out there. I know we chatted about the, the, the these little covers that you put on them uh, and they keep them from frosting over. Yeah. Do you recommend um, that, the windshield cover? I mean, honestly, there's not a lot out there that proves it, 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 it's any better. I mean, it, it does keep the frost from building up on top of it. Um, so, I mean, if, if you're parking in a place that you trust that someone won't take it, uh, <laughs> by all means. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I mean, honestly, as long as you uh, allow the car to warm up, uh, a lot of times just simply hitting the defrost on a, on a vehicle, letting it sit there for a few minutes will, uh, will do the job more than easily. And what about your your wipers? What's the best way to keep your windshield wipers good and and flexible for for longer? Yeah, so I mean, you know, I don't know if you ever noticed this when you drive down the street. A lot of times when people are preparing for snow, you might see a lot of people with their wiper blades up. Yes, uh, that's actually not a bad thing to do if your wiper arms are able to go up. A lot of people do that so that they don't freeze to the glass. Right. Um, also, uh, another thing to uh, to do is if we are expecting a lot of snow, make sure you keep your wiper blades uh, in the off position when you stop the night, the night before. A lot of people will forget them on. We'll get, a, you know, 10, you know, 8 to 10 inches of snow. Mm-hmm. That first layer melts and becomes heavy. And then you can strip the gears on the wiper trans if you go oh. and use them and force all that snow off. And a lot of times people don't do it on purpose. And a lot of times it's just automatic because the car starts, they right. push, and they can damage them. It's a mistake you don't want to happen, though. Yeah, yeah. Is all windshield washer fluid the same? Uh, no, it is it's definitely not. Uh, when buying it, you definitely want to make sure uh, and where the freezing temp is on it. Uh, a lot of the stuff for winter can go down to negative 25, negative 35 degrees. Uh, we see a lot of people coming from the south, coming up here for the win- uh, for the summer. Everything is normal. Boom, as soon as the temperatures like this get it, it will literally freeze the reservoirs uh, solid. And if that happens, it can even split the reservoir in half. 
Wow. Well, tell us about antifreeze or, or coolant. I mean, it, it is good. That, that is one of the things I always tell people to have checked. Uh, usually around, uh, usually before this, usually in November, we do a lot of winterizing for vehicles, which is you know checking the fluids to make sure uh, that the coolant has good protection, which allows it to not freeze in the winter. Mm-hmm. People think that it's just there to cool the engine; it's there, but it also has to not freeze in the winter. Um, also, other fluids such as brake fluid, you want to make sure that the moisture content is not too high because it can turn into a bit of a slurry. Uh, also checking battery charge, you know, all these things are things that can, you know, make mm-hmm. sure the vehicle is going to start and not have any issues on the road. Let's talk about brakes. Uh, brakes are really important, especially right now during the winter. Is there such a thing, Joe, as um, normal wear on our brakes? Like when do you actually need to rep- uh, know that you need to replace the uh, the brake pads? So on a lot of vehicles, it's a little different. Uh, on a lot of vehicles, uh, what you'll have is wear indicators, which create a very high-pitched noise when you're driving, and the noise actually then goes away when you brake. Uh, other vehicles, such as a lot of newer German vehicles, will also have pad sensors, which will trigger a light telling you that your pads are low. Um, uh, and what I always tell people one thing when it comes to braking is although your vehicle may be equipped with all-wheel drive, winter tires, four by four, whatever it may be lifted, you know, whatever you do to this vehicle to make it better in the snow. I always tell people just a reminder that while your vehicle may handle better in the snow, it's going to break basically like any other car. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people get in these big vehicles or these, you know, vehicles with very uh, aggressive, you know, drivetrains like four by four, all wheel drive, and they get out there and they start driving fast. Uh, Unfortunately, when you hit the brakes, you're going to be flying pretty much like anyone else, so it's best to be careful with the uh, how fast you're driving. Do you uh, recommend remote starting your vehicle, letting it run for a few minutes to warm up? Some folks say that it's unnecessary and it's wasteful. Yeah, I mean, so to be fair, it would be more for your own comfort. Um, during normal cold temperatures, you don't really need to warm a vehicle up. In 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 any type of situation where it's going to be extremely cold, like bordering zero or negative temperatures, it's not the worst to let the car warm up a bit. Uh, if anything, just to get the coolant warmer in the engine. Uh, you know, honestly, when it comes to performance, um, you know, honestly, you do, by warming your vehicle up in extreme conditions, you will improve the combustion and fuel economy. Um Honestly, most of the time, engines cooling systems use like a thermostat to maintain uh, its most efficient temperature range, um, which is usually around like 200 degrees. Uh, so it doesn't mean you have to get into it right then and there before you drive off, yeah. but helping it along its way, especially in extremely cold temperatures, is helpful. And a question about gas. Is it true that we have to have at least half a tank of gas in our cars when it's cold? Well, I mean, uh so gasoline, uh, it, there there are two usually at least two changes in it during the year. One as we get into summer, and one as we get into winter. Uh, honestly, it, it, the odds of it, you know, freezing your tank is is, is rare. Um, but uh, it's usually recommended to keep over a quarter of a tank in your uh, in your vehicle, uh, especially if it's going to be extremely cold. Any specific tips for winterizing electric cars? So to be fair, the only thing I have on electric cars is a lot of people, uh, you know, get into these things and they worry about like, wait, you know, there's no engine, there's no coolant, how does this car heat? 
technically, they heat up faster, uh, the, the actual air in the vehicle heats up faster than in most normal cars because it's electrical, not uh, hot co- coolant becoming hotter. Uh, the one downside to electric cars, is, especially full uh, EV vehicles, mm-hmm. you have to be aware that in cold uh, weather, the vehicle can lose about 40, uh, about 40% of its range, uh, especially if you are using the heat. Uh, yeah. So... You know, that's the problem. It runs off of electricity. So anything you do will drop that charge. So cold temperatures and using the heat at the same time, you know, say if you had a vehicle that could go to, you know, 100 miles, right, uh, you could drop it as, as much as 40 miles off that. So it's yeah. very care- you have to be very careful on routing where you're going to be going if you're using an electric car during these times. And uh, making sure that our tail and our headlights work that's also super important. I know that some people have their hazards on, Joe, when they when they drive in the rain so that people can see them. Would this be good advice for those who are driving in the snow today and tomorrow? You know what? If we have blizzards, that is, that, that, that's not a bad thing to do. You know, uh, honestly, you know, when it comes down to dri- driving in heavy blizzards, Visibility is everything. You want people to you you want to know where people are, but you also want people to know where you are. Because let's be real, as good of a driver as everyone thinks they are, you still have to contend with how bad of a driver everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, if you're driving in heavy, usually that would only contain to like really, really, really heavy snow. Though, if it's just snowing normally out, putting the hazards on wouldn't really do anything. And honestly, it would make people think you might have like some kind of emergency with your vehicle. So usually it's the same thing with like heavy rain, only in like the heaviest. That's true. Very good tips there. Joe Bedencourt Jr. of Joe's Expert Auto in Lincoln Park. Stay safe, Joe. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sasha. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather. If you're enjoying getting helpful tips and advice from experts, then subscribe to our podcast. We bring you factual information from those in the know every day of the week. All right, that's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you this afternoon for our weekly news recap. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.